Welcome to the Purposely Driven Podcast. Each one of us has a part to play in this world. Our strengths and our gifts make our communities a little bit sweeter. Join me, LaToya Guillory, as I interview community leaders, entrepreneurs, stay-at-home moms, and more. Find out what drives them to get up in the morning and fulfill the purpose God has for them. Ruben Henderson currently serves as a Director of Undergraduate Recruitment at the University of Louisiana at Lafayette. He obtained a Bachelor of Science in Business Administration, Marketing and Legal Studies, and his Master of Business Administration from the B.I. Moody III College of Business Administration at the University of Louisiana at Lafayette. He is preparing to begin his doctoral degree in Educational Leadership in August 2023 at UL Lafayette. Ruben is dedicated to making an impact in higher education and the community. In addition to serving on several major university committees and conducting various professional and leadership presentations, he serves as an advisor for the Black Male Leadership Association and is a proud member of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. For the third year, Ruben has served as an adjunct faculty member at UL Lafayette, teaching a freshman seminar course titled Black Male Leadership. His current involvement in the community, serving on the following boards, Miles Perrette Cancer Services, the Hillard Art Museum, and the court-appointed Special Advocates of South Louisiana, CASA. Ruben is a graduate of Leadership Lafayette, Class 29, and currently part of the University of Louisiana System Management and Leadership Institute, Cohort 6. Within the UL system, he also serves as a Black Male Advisory Council and is a campus facilitator for the Reginald F. Lewis Scholars Program. He is a president for the Black Faculty and Staff Association at UL Lafayette, president of the Christiana Smith African-American Alumni Chapter and President for the Louisiana Association for College and University Student Personnel Administrators. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of my Purposely Driven Podcast. I have with me none other than Mr. UL himself, Ruben Henderson. He is the president of Christiana Smith African-American Alumni Association. He has also just awarded for the University Women as a tribute of excellence uh, at their annual banquet. He was the Black Male Leadership Professor in the spring of this year and will also be the Black Male Leadership Professor for UL in the fall. So make sure that you guys sign up for those classes also. And last but not least, he was none other than 2022's Mardi Gras King for the Lafayette and Acadiana area. Welcome, Ruben Henderson. How are you doing today? I'm good, Ms. Latoya. Thank you for having me here. Um, hello, everybody that's tuning in. I'm honored uh, and blessed and very much grateful uh, for this opportunity to be here with you and to engage with you. And Latoya is not just someone I've worked with a hundred different things on and been in organizations and groups with, but Latoya and I were in, on the yard together. We were on campus and undergraduate students at ULF, yes. So it runs, uh, the connection runs deep. So I'm excited and looking forward to being here uh, with you and the audience today. So thank you again for the invitation. 
Well, I appreciate you for saying yes. I know that your schedule is kind of hectic because when when I say this man is purposely driven, like I'm very thankful that I got a spot in his schedule today. <laughs> you all good. It's my pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Anything Absolutely. for you. Anything for you. Oh, I appreciate it. Now, listen, now being that I said all that, what does a typical day look like for you? Oh, that's a good question. So I get up in the morning and typically I'm not a morning person. So I have to be very intentional about the time that I get up and what I do in the morning. So I get up, I breathe, and I first thank God for waking up and being able to experience the day and to be able to make an impact and make a difference in my field and in my areas. Um, but getting up, um, I can't start my day without some type of caffeine. So uh, mm-hmm. I typically grab my coffee, uh, a Celsius, maybe an energy drink, something to really get me charged up and pumped up for um, very busy days. So. Um, I spend a lot of time in meetings, um, meetings with students, with faculty, with staff, with community partners about all types of things. But um, I can honestly say that that's, that's not a day that goes by that I don't feel productive or mm-hmm. that, I don't, I, that I don't feel valued. I feel that I'm able to contribute to so many different spaces, to so many different people. So going to bed every night and waking up every morning, I know that um, I have a purpose. I know that I'm living it. And it really uh, it motivates me and inspires me to continue to push forward in my vision to help impact and make a difference in the lives of others. I love that you said it motivates you and inspires you, because like if I look at you right now, like I literally can't keep up with all of the things that you do. Right. I mean, I've got my own stuff going on, too. So literally, I mean, it's hard to keep <laughs> up with anybody. But at the same time, you know, having that drive and that and that purpose mission is what fuels you to do all the things and what I love about watching you is that it's like a good mix of all the things right you've got leadership you've got um, youth involvement community involvement education all of the things arts and all of the things they just kind of thrive but they're not in their own separate entity you you make them kind of work together and it's 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 nice to see exactly and it's all, um, I think it's, I think I'm blessed and I'm fortunate to be able to do so many different things that I'm really passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's so many people that um, they, they live their day to days and their careers, not really being able to do something that they're passionate about and that, that, that they enjoy doing. Yeah. So um, I, I think, think about your question again about getting started every morning and I reflect and I think about the day before the week before and even the, what that particular day is going to bring and just most importantly like how can I be present so yeah. even here at this moment like the phone may be vibrating the emails may be coming through I can probably hear people walking around in the distance but like you have to make yourself present for that person and for the yeah. thing that you're working on in that moment so I really embrace that and every morning waking up preparing myself mentally to be in that space I love that being present in the now. Yeah, There's yeah. so much to learn in that present moment, right? Because every so situation is different. Every environment is different. Every person is different, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and being present with that's so important. That's so yeah. important. So mm-hmm. what is your career profession right now? So uh, right now, my career profession, uh, and actually for the last about 12, 12 years or so, I have been in the field of higher education. So higher education, as we know, is very interesting. And it's even more interesting as it pertains to the state of Louisiana. Uh, So um, there's some good days, there's some bad days, there's some days that I'm super charged up and there's some days that I'm just like, God, it's been a rough one. 
but um, I work in higher education. So I started off um, in what was called back then enrollment services at mm -hmm. UL Lafayette. Um, so for those of you that don't know, University of Louisiana Lafayette is the second largest institution in the state of Louisiana. So we're right around a population of about 18,000 or so students. Um, and so I started off here at UL Lafayette as an admissions counselor, which is a recruiter essentially, mm -hmm. and traveled to the New Orleans, the schools in what was called zone four. So um, um, in that, within that zone, New Orleans, Homer, Thibodeau, Covington, and all of the private, public, and charter schools that fall into that area. So visiting high schools, developing relationships with high school counselors, um, communicating with prospective students and families about UL Lafayette, making sure that they had all of the essential information that they need to decide if this was somewhere that they indeed wanted to come to school for. Mm -hmm. um, so I did that for about a year and a half until I moved over into student affairs. So working directly with um, students, college students, college level students, um, on leadership development, um, student programming, um, anything and everything in the realm of um, student activities and engagement outside of the classroom. Um, so I did that for a good chunk of my um, undergrad, my um, earlier part of my higher education journey. And then um, after completing my master's in business administration in 2019, I transitioned back to the enrollment management side. So um, I'm here now as an associate director working specifically on the undergraduate recruitment, uh, admissions and recruitment side, um, and making sure that um, all of our recruiters, which is the first position that I was in, making sure that all of our recruiters have everything that they need to be successful um, within the state, outside of the state. And I manage a lot of other projects and initiatives along the way, but it's very rewarding um, to be able to continue to work with students um, in all aspects. Um, I think working in higher education gives you the, the direct ability to influence so many young people's lives mm. um, while also being able to see the orientation sessions. So you see, we see them when they get here for the first time and then being able to next weekend, matter of fact, uh, May 12th and May 13th, we'll be celebrating our commencement ceremony. So all of the students that will be graduating will be walking across the stage and we'll be celebrating them with their friends and families as they complete their degree. So it's very rewarding being able to see them start year one and then they progress into year four and they graduate and you see them going to their fields, their careers, law school, medical school, yeah. and you see them um, become productive citizens, productive people, productive families. And I think it's, that's the most rewarding thing is keeping in contact, continuing to um, cultivate those relationships. And it's fortunate that you, it's very fortunate that we get to continue to um, build those relationships with more and more students as they graduate and matriculate and become the individuals that UL Lafayette and universities within the state prepare them to be for sure. That's amazing. And, and to say all that, so you're not just involved in the community at large, you're also very involved in the university community, right? Yep. As I said earlier, you are the professor or student teacher for the Black Male Leadership class, which you started um, in cahoots with some uh, a friend of yours who had two classes before you. And so now you're continuing that legacy for UL Black students. You're the president of student uh, Black Student Union, right? Tell me um, the president for the uh, Black Faculty Staff Association. Black Faculty and Staff Association. Uh -huh. You're involved with, or you're the president of Christiana Smith mm -hmm. um, African American Alumni Committee. Now let's talk about, let's talk about that because when I was in school, I remember when we were on the yard, I had never heard of Christiana Smith and all of the things that she had done 
and nor have I heard about the Black Alumni Association. Mm -hmm. And so talk to us about like what exactly the association is about, um, who does it cater to, like what's what's coming up, what's next, you know, all of the good mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. So um, Christiana Smith was the first Black graduate from the then SLI, uh, which is now um, referred or known as UL Lafayette. She's the first Black graduate, and the chapter was actually formed in her honor and in her namesake in 1992. So it's still a relatively newer chapter, but um, our chapter, um, for sure, amongst the Alumni Association clubs and chapters, has been continued to be to be one of the most productive, one of the most organized, one of the most um, one of the most structured and determined chapters. Um, within the chapter, um, in addition to some of one of our signature programs that we do, the Sweet Sound of the Sharing, which is approaching for homecoming, which we've done now for a long, very long time. Uh, we also do scholar, we give scholarships. Um, so those scholarships are awarded um, through our UL Lafayette Alumni Association, uh, but we're actually um, the ones we fund a specific amount uh, for our Black students at UL Lafayette. Um, over the last year or two, um, I was very fortunate to be a part of our strategic planning. So we really dug deep into the purpose, the mission, why this chapter even exists and what, what should we be doing in 2023? So I think what we did in um, 2001, what we did in um, even like in the 90s when the chapter was started, it should be essentially very different from what we do now. Um, our alumni are very different. The students that are here are very different. So we have to reshape and rethink um, how we deliver our message, how we market our organization. So the strategic plan that we did about a year ago has allowed us to look more um, strategically at the different parts of mm. the Black experience for students, the Black experience for our alumni, and specifically at a predominantly white institution or a PWI like UL Lafayette, what can we be doing um, to support our students, to support our alumni, to provide the resources and the knowledge that they need to be successful? So three committees specifically um, that we've done that we focused on is student engagement, alumni engagement, and then also um, a, a special committee where um, we look at a lot of the programmatic um, pieces of the structure of the organization, the bylaws, the constitutions, the finances of the committee. So um, it's been it's been very refreshing, um, refreshing and at the same time, uh, a process uh, getting us to getting us where uh, we could and where we should be, um, in hopes that we'll continue to provide more opportunities to engage our alumni um, in the future. In the near future, um, it was something that we were going to do prior to COVID. We were looking for ways to better engage our young Black alumni. So we are we've explored some components of like in a Black alumni reunion or a Black alumni weekend, um, <clears throat> and that's something that we're definitely looking forward to. Um, potentially releasing or holding at our university for the upcoming um, academic year. Absolutely. Now talk about, you said it started in 1992. So we, I definitely was not in college at that point. Uh -huh. How did it start? Like, give me the history. Like what, cause you know, I know how, like we like to break bread, right? Ooh. We like to get together and we like to break bread. So how, tell me the history about how this organization started at SLI at that point in time. Yeah, so um, during the early, in those earlier years, as we all know, um, not just in Louisiana, but nationwide, um, our students of color, our Black students, didn't have the opportunities and the same opportunities and the same resources that um, other students had. 
And so as we reflected and we thought about um, in the early 90s when the chapter was started, um, there was not a lot of engagement, a lot, a lot of involvement. Um, it, it was not nearly where it is now in 2023. So um, the university, the Alumni Association was really looking for ways to better engage and in, in a very inclusive way involve yeah. our Black alumni. So what are some things that um, are important to them? What are some things that um, what are some things that matter to them? How can we meet them where they are and really give them what they need to be a part of this organization? So, in a sense, the chapter was created in that per for that purpose to provide opportunities, to provide resources, to provide access. As we know, mm -hmm. access at a PWI looks very different. Um, so, being intentional with providing opportunities, scholarship opportunities, um, opportunities to connect with alumni. Um, was that earlier parts of those programs were starting to be created. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's been interesting to see it over the years because I remember joining as a I remember joining this chapter as a um, young professional and um, there was there were like a few things on the radar that we did every year that was reoccurring, which were really great things. Um, but in 2023 with the strategic plan with an expanded leadership um, team and expanded executive board team, um, co-chairs for our committees. We have a much more um, much more intentional structure so that we can yeah. look at all the different parts. Um, so we've had some collaborations with some of our Black student organizations. We are much more, um, since the, over the years, we've become much more connected with the Alumni Association as a whole. So we see more representation on the alumni board. You see more representation as past presidents. Some of the biggest legends, legendary individuals have come through that chapter, mm -hmm. uh, come, come, come through the association that have been very involved um, and very influential in our chapter. So it, it's been very rewarding to see the productivity and the growth. And like you said, we didn't know, as a student, I'm very much the same as you. We didn't know much about this chapter. We didn't know much about um, the benefits of it and you know why, why it was even named what it was named. I remember mm -hmm. walking in the library and looking to the right and was like, oh, who's this beautiful black woman on this painting? Never going, never getting close enough to actually read the nameplate yeah. that said Christian Smith and her name and her graduation year and all that good information. So um, it feels good um, working and being on a campus where students now know who she is. Yeah. And we've been very, um, as we've engaged with students and we're planning a lot of the events for the upcoming year, we've been very um, purposeful with our conversations and our connections as it pertains to social media, communications, and all those good things, um, because communication is always the key. So what yeah. are we doing to market and communicate to our students and to our community, to our alumni about the chapter, its relevance, its significance, but um, the bottom line is that the community that it serves, our Black community, our Black alumni, our Black students, I think it's very um, essential and integral to the um, to the experience that yeah. our UL Lafayette provides to our Black students and our Black alumni. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love that. It's so important for us because, man, I wish, I'm not to date myself, but whenever I was there, like the only organization I really knew about were like the divine nine and, and you know all of that kind of stuff scholarships mm -hmm. were so hard to come by i worked two jobs while being in school yep. right and yep. and still have student loans that i have to pay off you know <laughs> you know and it's yep. like knowing that there were organizations like that around it's almost like you know when you think about black history being taught in schools it's like these types of organizations are not as vocal at PWIs mm -hmm. by administration 
-hmm. like they should be you know for those that it would benefit but Mm -hmm. still because we are who we are that black excellence shines through right Mm -hmm. and and like you said we're the most productive one of the most productive we're the most consistent one of the most consistent you know all of those different things which is important but that Mm -hmm. communication too yeah is 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 great that you guys are are taking the lead and saying you know what time out for all that i don't gotta wait thankful for our administration but you know we got to put our feet to the plow. We got to go out and we got to get them and we got to let them know what Christiana Smith is all about and tell the, her story. Exactly. That's just such a unique story. That's a story I think that to this day continues to push and motivate me to know that yeah. um, a woman during that time was able to persist and to complete a degree. It's a testament to, like you said, Black excellence. It's a testament to persistence. It's a testament to um, so much of who we stand for as a people. Yeah. Um, when I think about black magic, where what is that? Black boy magic, black girl magic, and everything black brilliance. I think that that mm-hmm. she is a testament to um, all of us, and we're able to continue to live our lives um, and be the alumni that we are because of her and the sacrifices and um, what she did for during her time. Absolutely, I can just think yeah. about her resilience, man. Just thinking about, I mean, I think about my my own resilience in different situations that I've encountered, but. To be the first Black ever at a PWI in those times, there's something to be said about that, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's so much adversity that you had to go through. Like we, we talk about red tape now with, you know, politicians and, you know, all of these other things, but there's something to be said about the resilience of a woman at that stature in that time to be able to say, I got into this school. I was the first Black ever. And now her legacy lives on, Mm -hmm. not just in the the library, but within the students that decide to carry on her name. Exactly. I love it. Very meaningful and purposeful. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I'm all about, right? (laughs) I know that's right. (laughs) So if there's anything you could devote your life to, what would that be? Is that one more, if I could devote one more thing? If, if there was anything you could devote your life to, what would that be? Or would you say you're already doing that? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I would definitely just say, it, like, it's definitely something that I do on a day-to-day is um, being committed to excellence mm. and being committed to being committed to making a difference. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, every day, every day that I work, every day that I wake up, every day that passes by, there's not a day that I don't feel that I'm working towards um, my purpose and I'm living my purpose. I'm living the thing that I was, the thing that I'm meant to be living and the reason why I'm here. And I think being able to be committed to something, uh, being able to be passionate about something. It's something that we say even in college, to college students, we say this every day, is to find something that you're passionate about, find something mm-hmm. that you really love doing, find something that you can wake up every morning and do every single day. And it would never be something that would, um, something that would beat you up or something that would just, and that you would lose, you would lose courage to do. Mm. And I think um, I'm confident that um, I've been able to do that and I'm continuing to um, do, do that in my life. And 
having the purpose and being able to help other people find their purpose. Um, mm -hmm. I think now then now more than ever, you think about the power of mentoring, the power of networking, the power of being able to influence. I think we live in a world now where there's so many different types of influence, yeah. where it can be good, it can be bad. And I think individuals that have cultivated the ability to influence people, when you are able to use that for the better and for the good, it can truly make an impact. It can make a difference from those that are much younger than us, or even our peers. I think that um, we can influence others to um, think more positively, to live more productive, essential, valuable, positive lives, um, and to be in spaces that um, they feel embraced, um, mm -hmm. to be in spaces where they feel that they are valued and then they can contribute. I think kind of all is a part of that equation. Absolutely. But I think ultimately just, just being able to help being able to equip myself and being able to equip others with uh, what I think are valuable tools to ensure that they are successful um, today, tomorrow, and for the future is really a part of my passion. So if yeah. I can do that and do that every day, then that's allowing me to live my purpose and to live my passion. I love it. Love it. So where do you draw your strength from? Hmm. Where does it come from? I really think that it comes from it comes from a family. It comes from a foundation of um, so many determined, um, persistent, committed individuals. Mm. And so I think about my mom, my dad, my stepdad. I think about all the people, um, uncles, aunts, cousins that have been in my life. Um, they, had, they have all pushed me and have always pushed me to be my best authentic self. And so I've always felt that because they did that for me and they made sacrifices for me and they poured into me that I just, and I should be doing that for others as well. So um, I reflect on that often. I reflect on the things that make me who I am, the things that have um, helped to shape me into the individual that I am. And I find motivation and inspiration and energy in those things because it helps me to continue to do what I do and to yeah. do it in a very passionate, um, excited, motivated way I think that being on a college campus is that's actually the perfect place to be yeah. with that type of energy because we're surrounded by people who are vulnerable people who are um, wanting to be their best selves they're wanting to learn um, they've embraced the idea that they're, they're going to change and who you become in college and who you become after college is essentially the person that you'll be in your lifetime is so important so just to be able to be in that space um I think in itself is just so much energy to be able to walk a campus and I can walk from my office to the um, coffee shop or from my office to another meeting and I can just feel the energy of the campus, the energy of the students, the energy of just the culture of not just um, UL, but also of Lafayette as a whole. Absolutely. I love that. Now, I feel like you don't have like this big, deep philosophical quote for me. What is your favorite quote or scripture? question. I would say my favorite quote, and I, I know it's my, it has to be one of my favorite quotes because I'm thinking about at least the two or three very recent moments that I've shared it with like a group or for a presentation. And it would be change is difficult, not changing is fatal. Ooh, that's good. Change is difficult, not changing is fatal. So I've, I've learned it I caught that somewhere earlier in my career as a young professional doing um, conferences and institutes in higher education. Yeah. And 
it has stuck with me and I've shared it with so many groups, um, groups on campus, student groups, community groups. And it is, it, it essentially is like something that I practice day in and yeah. day out. Cause I'm always trying to find ways to change how I've done some, how I've done things the day before or the month before, or just being able to think differently. I think that's, that in itself is a prize being mm -hmm. able to get yourself or get others to just think in a way that they have not thought before. So although the action may not necessarily, it may not produce the action that we might want. If you've gotten someone to think a little bit differently, I think you've done a, you've done a good job there, but changing, um, Changing, as we all know, the things that we do day to day um, and the way that we think is very, very hard. But um, in most cases, and this is professionally and personally, we don't change our mindsets and change the way we do or the way um, we engage in things. It can be mm -hmm. very detrimental to us personally, yeah. professionally or whatever it may be. So change is always important in, all, in everything that we do. Absolutely. It's necessary. Can you imagine a world that didn't change? Like, where would be we be right now? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, where would we be as a literally, literally right <laughs> key, key, key on the word we? Where would right, we be? right. Where that, would we be? Where would we be if there was no change? Yeah. Mm, that's it is so true. essential. It's so vital, and um, I think just in higher education, without change, where would we be? And where in the world would we be? And so much of, so much in 2023, so much of the world has had to change. Look at mm -hmm. COVID, look at so many things that happened to us um, as a people in, in the nation and the world. And so um, we've had to change things for the better and we've had to change mm -hmm. things to become more efficient, to become more effective. But I think change is so essential in everything that we Absolutely. do. Absolutely. Oh, yes. So where can we find you? If they wanted to get a scholarship or apply for a scholarship for Christiana Smith, if they wanted to come to the university and schedule a, a tour, where can we find you, Mr. Rufin? Oh, so you can find me everywhere. Literally. <laughs> that is a fact. <laughs> yeah. Let me uh, just say. <laughs> so I think, but other than finding me everywhere, you can also... Um, I'm a very um, in-touch person, so I'm on social media a lot. So if uh, Instagram, you can find me at uh, Mr. MR underscore perfection, P-E-R-F-E-K-T-I-O-N underscore four. That's an old name. It's, 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 it's stuck <laughs> with me for a long time. And I'm also on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, my email is also a very good place to reach me. R Henderson, R like my first initial Henderson, like my, my last name at louisiana.edu. So I'm a pretty accessible guy. Um, and anyone that knows me knows that if you need me to do something or you need my assistance, I'm a, I make myself available because helping others and being able to advocate for others and helping them to reach their goals and to get things done is helps me to feel that I know that I'm living my purpose and being valuable and being significant. So. I love it. I love it. And let me just do a shameless plug because August is right around the corner, right? And his uh, Black male leadership class yep. is one that you would want to get into. Um, there are so many things that are happening at UL, so many groups that he is a part of, especially for um, African-Americans, um, the Black Student Union Association. Um, there are awards given with that as well, right? Black faculty and staff, yep. there's so many different things so many. For, for us to get involved in, for your kids to get involved in. And so 
find Ruben, get in touch with him. He's going to, I mean, he is Mr. UL. He knows where to put you. you. He knows where you need to be. (laughs) I appreciate that. I appreciate it. He's been Mr. UL since I've known him. Thank you. Thank you. It's a, it's a great place to be. This UL and Lafayette has given so much to me. So I've just been grateful as I know you are. We've, our experiences and have been so positive and have been so so uplifting that it's very rewarding for us to be able to still be in these same spaces and these yeah. same areas for such a long time and continue to pour back into the place that has poured so much into us. Absolutely. Well, I thank you, Ruben, for joining me today. Uh, I appreciate you and and everything that you do in the community and within the university community, within your family life and friend life. Like, you're just awesome, and I appreciate you. So thank you, and keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, my friend. Uh, It's been an honor and a pleasure being here with you today. And um, as always, it's always been a pleasure working with you. I look forward to continuing to work with you. And to seeing the growth and the development and all the hard work that you're doing as well. So I'm very appreciative of our friendship and looking forward to all the great things to come in the future. It's been a pleasure. (laughs) This has been the Purposely Driven Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this interview and I look forward to you joining me in the future. If you enjoyed the show, click the subscribe button and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is listener supported. New shows are posted twice a month for your listening pleasure. See you soon.